Rising up back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Dragon's Cast, a podcast brought to you by Dakback alums who all have the Felix Sater business card. But first, we discuss Drexel basketball. With me today, I have Marshall Fleming. I'm the only sober one. Nick Contrieri. <laughs> I'm drunk as shit. Bill Martin. I'm pretty sober. I'm fine. And I am your host, Leon McCodden. This is episode 8 of the 2016-2017 season. And we had a pretty rough four-game stretch over here where we played three games at home. We had some predictions, which I think uh, most of us got wrong, unless we predicted a loss. Marshall, I think you're the big winner here with your 2-2 two and two record. I know. <laughs> I, I think uh, the key with the Marshall win is that he was the only one to predict uh, three losses, and all of us predicted only two losses and were more hopeful. And so I figured we'd at least win two of the home games, uh, out of the three home games. But the only one we ended up winning is the one home game, the first one, and the one home game all of us picked uh, to be a loss, which was against William and Mary. So I guess uh, we can get started there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> do I not do it all start off, speak though. at once. Uh, let's kick it off. Well, our game was actually that good. That was a great game. I mean, game. we actually kicked some ass there, so that was a plus. I mean, uh, the Iceman was tearing it up. It was probably the main uh, the main uh, good player in, in this game. But um, The main good player. I like that. I know. That's where I'm going with. Mm-hmm. Um, we came out of the gate pretty strong in this game. Um, I think we caught them a little off guard. We did that half-court trap. Early in the game, I think we got some turnovers. I remember Shaver called timeout like a minute and a half into the game. Remember that? It was like, what is he calling timeout now? Like, we were up 6 nothing. He calls timeout. And then we come out and we hit a couple more threes. Calry was on fire that game. Unfortunately, we lost him. And I think we'll talk about that in the next couple games. Uh, and he was a huge loss for us. But, uh, you know, I thought we played really well that game. And, uh, you know, we played some great defense in that game. And I remember Spiker was saying, like, we gave up 108 points of them on the road. 63 points in one half. And then we gave 61 in the whole game. Yeah, so. we, there was definitely an effort on defense in that game. And I remember Austin Williams was doing great, getting rebounds, blocking shots. People were stepping in the lane, making sure there was no easy layups. So, I mean, from that game's perspective, I think we did a great job in addressing the problems that we had in the previous games. I know in the previous podcast, we were really ripping on the defense. In that particular game, we played great on defense. I mean, I don't want to generalize for all these games, but I feel like the defense actually for the last for these last four games is much better. I mean, after the William Mary game, though, we lost, I mean, Kari for a little bit, and then uh, Overton's been gone for – the last four games, right? He didn't play in the last four games, I don't think. And I think losing 20 points a game for us has really hurt. While the defense has stepped up. He doesn't average 20 points a game. He I'm talking like, Kari's got nine and okay, Overton's okay. got nine. So it was like it's around 20 points a game between the two of them. Sorry, that's, I should have specified between the two of them. But um, so I think that's been hard to overcome. But in that in the William Mary game, I mean, they played well. We played good defense. And I think we see 
what this team could potentially be if we can actually play some defense. Well, no, what's interesting Again, to me is we lost, we lost three games and we didn't give up 70 points. Townsend scored 69. Delaware scored 68. We lost by four to Townsend, who's one of the top teams in the league. I don't know. We lost to Delaware by one. I'll, I'll let Marshall comment on that because he's a big Delaware guy. We, <laughs> That's we lost the worst England. loss in program history. We haven't given up more than 70. And and that's kind of rare going going back the rest of our games. You know, we usually win if we only give up 70. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're last in the CAA. I just don't feel like we're a last place team. I feel like we beat at least the top four teams ahead of us. I, I, don't, I don't understand why. I think we've had some bad luck. All right, getting us back just to the William & Mary game because I think we're jumping ahead a bit over here. Uh the you know, guys are right. The defense seems to have made a turn uh, starting with this game. We came out with, uh, I think, something to prove after what happened to us on the road at William & Mary. Uh, Car- like you guys mentioned, Kari had a fucking a great game. He, he was uh, shooting off, off the charts. There were some excuses I heard from the pipeline that Billy and Mary had actually had the flu. They weren't feeling too well, which makes sense. We did get some snow, I think, a couple of days before they showed up. Who said that? Uh, I think I read about that uh, from some William and Mary uh, blog uh, that always a uh, dragon had actually got, gotten that information as a post game report. Uh, so officially, Leon everybody- was listening to the uh, William and Mary Drexel basketball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> If there was one, yes, but no. More importantly, the snow really impacts them. You guys keep forgetting that the you know that this is this is the team, uh, you know that they're not used to getting snow down there. So I think that actually had an impact. But overall, this is the fastest scoring we've ever done. I think in the first ten minutes we put up thirty points. It was almost like the reverse of what happened when we went down to William and Mary, and in the second half they put sixty three points against us we were on pace to score 60 points in the first half uh the uh spiker uh was exceptionally uh loud and i would say the most animated i've ever seen him so far this year at this william and mary game our defense to what you guys already mentioned was a lot more Active people were calling out. They're talking a lot more to each other as we were getting in the lanes and uh, stopping passes from getting. You know, we had we had how many steals in this game? Uh, we we played incredibly incredibly better than what I'm used to explaining. We had eleven steals to their three, so we had a great game over here, and it was the only shining moment. But it it set kind of the pace of the games to come. But uh, this was the only win. So I just, I, I think I was very, uh, it was a home game. It was the first home game after that. And Billy and Mary had to be all expected loss. And it was a refreshing uh, W. And after they whooped our ass the first time, it was pretty mm-hmm. hard to predict that they would come back and beat up on them pretty good. I mean, I think that's just like, uh, that would be a hard prediction to make. But I mean, Moving the matter from those from that game, like the next two games are pretty competitive. I mean, yeah. we were right there. Uh, I mean, in Townsend, 
I mean, and and Delaware, two games we could have won, and they just didn't quite go that way. Um, Seems like the story of our season. Yeah, with the Townsend game, it was well, the first half was just we had so many turnovers. We couldn't. We had ten turnovers, I think, in the first half of that game. I remember being at the Blue and Gold Club with uh, some of the other guys uh, that were at the game, and Sammy was not having a good first half. He, after what what I would say was one of his better games against William Mary, where he was actually almost had a riller like outing where he was jumping in the lanes and getting the passes. It's almost like they watch the tape and be like, hey, fake the pass. So he jumps it and then go around him. And he fell for it every time. And even when he brought the ball up, sometimes he'd have turnovers. So it was it was a tough game against Townsend. They're a very physical team. Uh, and I think we had a lot of things going in our favor in the Townsend game, towards, especially towards the end of it. We had multiple opportunities but Townsend once again crumbling against our press and Kirkley took the game over, but we couldn't get it done. I remember Sammy starting off really well in that game, and then he started turning the ball over out of nowhere. We we were doing well. We were beating yeah. them. Remember I, I texted I think I was on the uh Slack yeah. and I was like, Sammy Week is playing awesome. And then all of a sudden he just started turning the ball over after I said that. Like, yeah. He was playing good, and almost he just lost it. Like he started turning the ball over, and we were up, and then we were down. Yeah, I remember. And you then we text, started because I think uh, I was a few minutes late to the, a few minutes late to the game. So you texted me. I walk into the game, and then I see Sammy just do like three boneheaded things back to back, and I was like, "What just happened?" You just said he's having a great game, and it seemed like that wasn't the experience. That's that wasn't what I saw once I got there, but. Yeah, no, he started off playing really well, and something just happened, and he's had a bunch of turnovers. And you know what? I look at the box score. We lost 69-65. We lost by four points. They shot 11 free throws. We shot 16. They went 11-11 from the line. They hit 100% of free throws. We went 9-16, 56%. That was the difference in the game. Yep. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Free throws win and lose the game more than any other aspect of a basketball game. And I remember that specifically in the chat. Like we were saying, we missed a bunch of free throws in the second half and came back to bite us. No, we we, we got out rebound in that game as well, but your free throws was very obviously the the discrepancy in that game, especially because we had more opportunities, and it's not—it's pretty atypical for us to actually have uh, uh, the more favorable calls. And I remember being at that game, and towards the end of it, at least, and actually thinking, "Wow, we're getting some calls that are typically does not go our way." We had about three opportunities back to back where we had a jump ball, a foul, and an out of bounds that typically I've seen go the other way when we were down and we had some opportunities over there to actually score and maybe tie the game, if not take the lead. And we kind of squandered them. And it was a classic game of where we couldn't close the game out. And, uh, and that, that seems to unfortunately be the trend we carry to the next game as well. 
This is, this is the game where Kari got hurt too, right? Yeah, and that was a good. That's a good thing he should bring up because we'd already lost Overton for the season. Overton's gone, yeah. And this game in the last, uh, I want to say at least three minutes, we didn't see Kari on the court because Kari had ice on his knees, and we had John Moran out there, so we did not have, I guess someone that we could go to for that shot, other than Kirk. And Kirk did an incredible job in the second half of this game. He, he you know, he he really wanted to show up as dad's alma mater, I guess. He did this twice now. This He's last done this game twice. Too. And you could tell that. And Kirk Lee Sr. was there and got warned by the ref at one point for uh, being a little too, I guess, vocal about the, the officiating. But... Uh, that being said, we, it was we couldn't do what we needed to do at the very last minute uh, minute of the game, to, uh, and we ended up losing it. Uh, we 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 played well. I thought our defense was good this game. Free throws, turnovers. That was the name of this game. Mm-hmm. Rodney Williams is over three from the line. Mojica had six turnovers. We lost by four. That's what we lost. We only gave up 69 points. Yeah. Yep. With that, we, uh, I think, based on Marshall, the worst loss in Drexel basketball <laughs> program, uh, the loss at the Bob against the Delaware Chickens. I, I rescind that because we never lose <laughs> to Delaware. We just don't beat them. We've, we've yeah. never lost to them. I mean, we, and, and I'm, I'm going to chime with this at some point. I, losing... At this point, we don't have um, the Ice Man. We don't have over ten. There's no depth. On yeah, this but team that's anymore. addition by subtraction. Huh? <laughs> not I having over ten. I'm no, no. I, I completely disagree with that. And not having, not having uh, Janssen either. There's no no Janssen. We need Janssen. That's no, we why need, we didn't. Yeah, we need both those players, man. Overton, even if he's not playing that well, is still a much bigger asset out there than John Moran is. And Moran is playing way too many minutes at this point. Um, defensively and offensively. I think I mentioned this when we were chatting about, maybe it was in, it wasn't Delaware, maybe it was the next game. But why, like, Moran isn't a program name. Like, he hasn't been here for four years. It's not like he he spent four years, like, uh, grinding it out with the program. I don't understand why he gets minutes and not some of these freshmen that have already gone past the uh, the number of minutes needed for a red shirt. Like, well, why, why not give Green some minutes? Sam when Green, Moran I think, is, is the biggest question. I mean, the walk-ons, uh, other than Moran, who is obviously walking himself, I mean, I don't think you're getting much from those guys. I What we've seen from Sam Green a couple of times I like, so I don't know. I honestly don't know why. We don't see a little bit more of him, especially now when we're so thin. Um, yeah. But we haven't seen any of him. And maybe there's a thought that he's going to be gone after this year anyway and he's not going to play. But, I mean, like you said, Moran's not going to be here next year anyway because he's a you know, grad trainer. Yeah, there's got to be something else going on there. I mean, we saw some Sam Green minutes in the St. Joe's game and he was fine. He had a couple threes. Seemed like he's a little versatile player. He can play inside, outside. I don't know. I don't know why we're not seeing more of him, to be honest with you, especially when we're this thin now. I think he's transferring. That could be. But he was a bruiser recruit, so it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up transferring. But, uh, the yeah, I, you know, I would have loved to see some Sam Green in this uh, Delaware game. We 
we had uh, 20 turnovers and uh, brutal and that that hurts mm. that hurts a lot uh, and they still lost them. by one we had double the turnovers well, they did. that's a testament to how you know crappy Delaware Delaware really is Delaware. Delaware They're terrible. is awful but they have a better record than us. They're they're five and ten in the conference, and we're three and twelve right now, uh, going into this at this game. So. How the fuck are we worse than Delaware? I'm sorry. I know. I know. How is that possible? They are fucking terrible, and we're worse than them in the conference standings. What's your thoughts? I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know how we were worse. Well, I mean, early on, our defense was terrible. I mean, our defense is not awful. We have enough play. We have, we have better talent. And we've had a couple of close games that haven't gone our way, but the defense was really, really bad for a long stretch of games there. It seems like it turned a corner, and hopefully it'll continue in the next year. At this point, wins and losses don't even matter at this point. I mean, we're obviously not going anywhere. You just like to see a little progress. And we've seen a little progress on defense while we've lost a couple of players who have Let me ask you their this. offense down. If we have Kari in that Delaware game, we win that game. We can't lose. Yeah, we win that game, right? Yeah, we win that game. We don't have. We're not. Yeah, we absolutely. Well, we uh, only, absolutely, but we definitely have a higher probability of winning that game. But even without Curry, we should have won that game. If we, if Kirk Lee didn't turn the ball over six times, Morant five times, like like this is between our like two guards. That's over ten turnovers. Yeah, but I think at this point, without without. Uh, Overton without Janssen, Kirk Lee is being called on upon to be to do too much. He's a freshman. He shouldn't be like I mean the kid had twenty one points still. I mean Yeah, no, he had twenty one points and he played thirty five minutes. I get it, but No, I mean six 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 turnovers is too much. I I mean I agree with you, but he's he there's just no there's no other options. It's him and Rodney. That's it. Mohika is a nice role player at this point. He's not a superstar. He's he's good at he rebounds well. He he can hit threes. He can take it to the hoop yeah, a little but, bit. But he can not, still struggles with the open three. He does. He does. But we have we have two guys who are consistent right now. And even Rodney's been struggling because people are just double teaming the shit out of him. And he is not getting the even even yeah. getting chances to score that much. So it's really Kirk Lee is being forced into these plays and he does force the ball too much sometimes, but I mean, he's a freshman so I can't fault the kid too much. No, I, I can't fault the kid either, but it's almost like he's still working with the for the adjustment over here uh, as far as I, – I feel like you're right. We needed him to do a lot because of our lack of depth, and sometimes that ends up, ends up costing us. Um, and uh, with that, I guess we can jump to the team I think we match up the worst against so far this year, which is Elon. I don't know. Elon just seems to be – he seemed to match up horribly against them. And off, off the last four games, it was the, it was probably the biggest beatdown we had. Yeah, that, that game was frustrating to watch. That, that's the only one that I watched in its entirety uh, just because it was a Saturday game I could actually get to but uh, or get to watch on my phone. But, the yeah, we were just – we were kind of within striking distance for a lot of it, but – even with like 10 minutes left, I think we were down like 10 or so. And you just knew that we weren't going to make any kind of progress. Like maybe we could have cut it to eight or six and maybe we did. I don't remember, but 
you just knew that the way we were playing and the way they were playing, we weren't going to come back and win that game. Uh, I think Elon defends us smartest of anyone in the conference from what I've seen. They just completely take Rodney out of the game. They mm-hmm. are not yep. going to let him do anything. They double him, they triple him, and they're like, let's let anyone else on this team try to beat us. And, and they don't and do they it. did. They they let Ba have a career game. Kirk Lee went four for twelve from three. Mohika went three for twelve. Moran went one for seven. Not good enough. Man, no one yeah. no one's gonna hit more than that. Game. I mean if you're gonna have twenty thirty six threes or minus four from the bench, thirty two threes hit eight of them. It's not good enough. Yeah, looking like it's legitimately the only person who had a good game. Was Rodney which is bizarre, but I mean that. Yeah, what happens when you like the double triple team Rodney? Yeah, yeah, it leaves Muhammad Ba wide open for a lot of stuff, which is a solid strategy. I mean, and that's what they do. And then we don't match up the, yeah. the best with like some of their like taller guys who can shoot threes. At this point, we just don't mm-hmm. have. I mean, especially with Overton out, and even Kari, like we don't have long wing players who can defend well. Moran. Basically, if he doesn't take a charge, he is a huge defensive liability. And he flops a lot, and he gives up shots, and there's just – those guys just can hit hit open threes, and I, I don't know. We just don't match up well against them for some – for all of the reasons above, I guess. Yeah, and it's not a team that if you look up, look at them on paper or even when they're out there that you think we'd match up so badly against, but like the swoop guy shouldn't be putting up 21 points. He's not that quick. By the way – Weird to see a team playing in Philly that has Brian Dawkins on the roster and a guy named Swoop. <laughs> it's true, but uh, no, this is this is probably the, I would say the worst loss of the last four games. Still, they only put up sixty-five points, which uh, I don't know. Like, I want to say it's a testament to how our defense has improved, uh, and from an overall points. Uh, basis uh, that seems to be the case, but watching the games, it hasn't felt that way. Maybe it ha- it's felt like that for you guys that our defense is actually considerably improved, where all of a sudden teams shouldn't be putting up, uh, uh, you know, a scoring on every drive. Yeah. And we've definitely managed to well, slow the game. Let me, let me ask this question. Do you feel like our defense was better on the Wim Marion Townsend games? Uh, I think so. But the last two games, no. So Elon, no. I didn't think the Elon defense was as good as for them to only have put up 65 points. No, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I don't. The defense doesn't look like locked down, but it's looked mm, a huge improvement over what we saw earlier where people are just layups and wide open threes all over the place in the mm-hmm. earlier games. Like, I mean, they were scoring like like 90, 80 points like consistently against us. And it was just open threes all over the place. Now, it hasn't been like old school Drexel lockdown defense that we saw in the Bruiser. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there has definitely been improvement. And maybe I, think that's, I think there's been improvement. Yeah. But I mean, maybe there's maybe it's just out of necessity because we have these other guys and I don't know. They're focusing more on defense. I'm not sure what the exact answer is there, but I feel like it's definitely been a little bit better. I, I guess my question is, do you guys think the defense has improved because we're working the clock more? Or is it actually our defense has improved because they're not scoring on every possession that they have like they used it before? 
I think on I think at Elon we slow or against Elon at home we slowed it down a little bit and the game just had a slower pace to it, especially at the end when Elon seemed to be especially running down the clock. Delaware is just Delaware, like they they suck. They They're not they going to put up. I'm not worried point. about the Delaware. Game, <laughs> honestly, at the William Mary game we definitely slowed the game down. Townsend, I was mm-hmm. you know, we slowed the game down. Delaware, yeah, they suck. I get it. But the Elon game's the only one out of the bunch that I was like putting up 65 points. It, I feel like at this point, I have to recognize that we're just slowing the game down. We're, that's not what, what we were, what we are doing the wrong thing. What, what does I the know? big data say? <laughs> the big, I haven't done Fuck the big, big data. data crunch. Dude. I know, I know. Nick hates the, uh, I like to call it tiny data, first of all. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I do think you're right. We're like, we just had less guards. So when you have less guards, you, yeah, you can't run. Still, you can't run. You have to you slow it down a little bit. Done, yeah. So it's probably a little bit of both. But maybe even still, like, when we're running that much, it also leaves you open to, like, being exposed on the other end and people able to score in, in, in bunches, which we saw a number of times, whereas it ha- didn't happen these last couple of games. I'm happy to see a little progress on defense. I mean, no, one, I don't think none of us are expecting to win this year at this point. It's all just, you know, hopefully you see a little progress. We really only lose Rodney next year. We get a couple transfers, which I guess we'll talk about here. Well, in a minute. it's a huge loss, though. Rodney is a big loss. I, I agree with that. Why, why do I get the feeling? Whoa! Look who's come around being, on Rodney. You're being a little facetious <laughs> with that comment. I don't think he is actually. I think he's actually speaking. Oh, I agree with him completely, <laughs> but he had that look on his face that almost looked like he was trying to. I mean, like trying to start something with you, Bill. Uh, it's an eight. It's an eight-win team. It's a huge loss. Okay. Are you being facetious? I still don't know what you're trying to do here. No, I'm just asking Bill. You know, you're saying yeah. we only lost Rodney. It's what Bill just said. We yeah. only lost Rodney. But yeah. according to Bill, it's a huge loss. You don't think it's a huge loss? Losing a player no, who you have... just got done saying, oh, we're only losing Rodney. We lose so... one player. That's my point. You're not losing But four it's a players. huge player. He's the third best big man in Drexel basketball history. But okay. we're losing. Yeah. It's a huge you don't, loss. You don't think losing Rodney is a, How are we going to fill that? Yeah, how are we going to fill it? <laughs> no, I'm asking I, you. I honestly feel you're like the you're one that, you're the one that says he's the third best basketball, for third best big man so ever. Where's, where's, where's Rodney in your ranking in, in the top 2,000? Five. I, I okay, so five. Lose. So losing the fifth best big man in Drexler's not a loss at all. But the third, oh my God, what will we do? But the fifth? Holy shit. Only the fifth best big man since you've been following in 16 years? Hmm. Two Who spots. the fuck gives a shit? Spots. Rodney is a re- really, really good big man. He's played extremely well this year. Your hate for Rodney has been unwarranted all year. And you can continue to do so if you'd like. But he's been in beast mode all year. I'm just wondering what we're going to do next year because we're losing him. No, what are we going to do? It's a, it's a big loss. Hopefully Austin Jarvis will fill a spot. Hopefully Jarvis Doles will be able to help us out a little bit. Unclear. We need some, a big man to step up. We do. We should have plenty of guards, and we can talk about this a little bit now if you want. Uh, we have, like, the two transfers coming in. And we've heard some, like, there's been some speculation about Tremaine Isabel not being on the bench the last couple of days, or the last couple of games, which isn't good. But he's still on the roster, so hopefully he's still around. So we should be stocked at guard, assuming we still have everyone on the roster. Forwards, we have Austin Williams as a capable scorer. And hopefully he makes progress as much as Rodney did from last year. If he does that, we'll be okay the forward. And maybe we get Jarvis Doles to step in. We, But we don't have much else from the forward spot that's going to be able to score. 
Do you agree with that, or do you envision someone else coming out of the woodworks to score? No, I think um, our guards are going to carry us. I agree. The Trayman Isabel thing, I've seen a couple things on Twitter. He's still on the roster, on the website. So, you know, I, I think um, next year we got Kirkley coming back. We got Kari. All of our guards are coming back. I think Austin Williams has stepped up recently. I think he's going to be good. You know, I, I, I can't – I still can't wrap my head around like the – we're last in CA. I feel like I feel like we're better than that. We are, and that might not be a bad thing to be the last in the CA from her. Because in the end of the day, how many times have we not been the last in the CA and still exited in the first round? Of the <laughs> That's the true. Tournament. <laughs> it's a great point. So, that, that being said, no I don't pressure. mind being no last pressure. at all. Right. I don't mean being last at all. It, it, it is, uh, uh, and there's a couple games left, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, a rush to judgment here, but at this point, it seems like we are pretty locked into this uh, tenth spot, that uh, tenth seed that we have. Going we in. we cannot. I don't think we can get the outside of the tenth no, seed. No, you're right, and we're, we're not going to get out even if we win. <laughs> even if we win the next two games, I agree. These are like yeah. scrimmage games, then basically, like let's get ready. Yeah, and and again, like I don't mind being the tenth seed. Like overall, at this point, would I say the season mm. has lived up to uh, what I was hoping the season would pan out to? No, I'm definitely a little disappointed. Uh, whoa, and- whoa! Actually, I'm I'm going to call you on that. Coming into the year, before we knew what Kirk Lee was and the talent that he had, and and mm-hmm. what Iceman was, yeah, I think we were all expecting to basically be last or second to last in the league. Yeah, I, I was expecting to be second to last. Big difference, Marshall. I think at some point, though, Marshall, like... Is that the same as being the third versus the fifth best big man in Drexel basketball history? Yeah. I think even with my blind optimism at some point, I was hoping, like, we would hover somewhere around 500 and we're not there. So, like, for me, it's a little bit disappointing. Maybe that was a little overly optimistic. And I think some of that had to do also with some wins early in the uh, out-of-conference games. We had a couple of wins where it almost looked like, holy crap, we have some... Like potential stars mm-hmm. on the team, we have one of the best three point shooters from an overall average standpoint that Drexel's ever seen, uh, and we have a point guard that's actually playing like that looks like the best freshman point guard we've ever had from a scoring standpoint. So it, it, it gave some hope, and I think that kind of skewed my perspective then coming into the season. So my, um, what I guess my impression of the disappointment was more based on going into the CA. I thought going into the CA, we were going to have a better than the 10th seat. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I agree. No, look at our uh, schedule. Going to the Penn game, we were basically 500. We lost yeah, but who Penn. did we actually beat? Yeah, we beat some teams. We beat Quinnipiac on the road. We beat... North, North Texas. Texas, you know, wow, I mean, we did okay. Wow. <laughs> what about High Point? We beat High, we beat High Point, Point on the road. Uh, yeah, we went three. We didn't lose to a D two team this year. After yes, that's a big no. Difference. Honestly, <laughs> no. If you look at our record, Penn game going forward, we have three wins. Yeah, I mean, we're rather, three and seventeen. Penn game included. We should have won more games. I mean, that's when we lost to Penn, I knew that we weren't going to have a good 
But do you think we're going to go three and seventeen? I figured about that. I was more hopeful. Yeah, I was more hopeful too. I've seen. I would have maybe guessed two more wins. I would have guessed maybe like five wins in conference, which we could still do. We won't, but we could. I mean, we could have easily won a bunch of these other games. I mean, it's not like this team is far off from winning a bunch of other games. It was just like if we could have got the defense in order a little bit earlier, we win some of these games. I mean, it's just like the firepower was there early, but. Scheme wise, it just wasn't there. All right, so here's a quick here's a quick question. We had some of these injuries late in this season. We've some of the fan base has crucified Bruiser in his years for having re- multiple guys injured going late into the year. Is it is it just coincidence that Spiker has that? Is it uh, is Drexel cursed on the health standpoint? What's going on? The injury thing, I have no idea. I mean, that's almost impossible to answer. I mean, I feel like we have had injury trouble the last couple of years. Um, but, I mean, I, I mean, I see a lot of our losses, I feel like we're just – it was a lot of just the defense to begin with. And maybe just – it's a change in scheme. And like we've seen with, with Bruiser, I mean, Bruiser was there for 16 years. So, I mean, at, at some point you're like, okay, you know, this isn't going to go anywhere else. So, Spiker, if we don't see progress next year, you got things to worry about. Like, right now, it's like, okay, he doesn't have his players. This isn't quite the scheme he wants to fully run. I think when we pressed this year, actually, it was pretty effective, but we just didn't do it that often because we didn't have that much depth to press. So, we'll see next year with more of his guys how his system works and how his defense is implemented. This year is kind of a wash. Maybe he'll be – Go ahead, Marshall. Sorry. Hopefully he'll be like the inverse of Bruiser. Instead of making the championship <laughs> game in his first year with another yeah. coach's guys, he ends up last, but then every other year he makes it to the championship game. Yeah, I mean, from recruiting standpoint, you have to be happy with what he's done so far. I mean, Kirk Lee, it looks like he's going to be a stud for the next three years. Probably one of the best point guards we've had since we've been here. I mean, Kari, at the very least – is a very capable three-point shooter and can be a nice role player for us if he doesn't develop his game at all from what he has right now. Um, we've heard good things about Isabel, if he's still on the, if he's still on the team. Um, and we'll see what these players... Really quick, can we address what these what these Isabel rumors are? Like, I just think he hasn't... For people so that he, don't know. He hasn't been on the bench the last couple of games. I did notice this in the last game. Um, he hasn't been on the bench... And I guess from his Twitter account, he's taken um, some of the Drexel stuff out of his profile. Now, could it be coincidence? Sure. He's still on the roster. So didn't Ka- didn't Kaz do the exact same thing? Like he wasn't – I think he was actually taken off the roster on the he website was. too. He was. And he, and he wasn't on the bench. But Kaz uh, also – I think Kaz so. at one point, the decision was to leave the team and he decided to come back. So, I mean, ah. who knows Who knows what's going on as well. We haven't heard anything official. It's been very unofficial stuff, like just kind of seeing what's happening and kind of speculating on what's going on. I mean, from what we heard, he's, he looked like he was really good in practice, so I'm really hoping the kid's back and he would give us a, an extra it, dimension next year. But um, if, he, if he were to leave, would he be able to play elsewhere immediately since he sat out this year? No. No, he can't. Interesting. He could go like Juco or D2 or something. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't play D1. Um, uh, this year, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out on this. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's off the team, it would have to be some sort of probably disciplinary issue or grades or something. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I mean, I I don't really don't want to speculate here. I, as far as I'm concerned, he's still on the team. He's still on the roster. No one said anything. So hopefully he's still there, and hopefully he'll be a good player for us. No, but one thing to keep in mind as we go to those last three games and throw the CA tournament is that Overton's out for the season, and we might have a mixed feelings about Overton as far as performance where he started off having probably one of the coldest starts that I've ever seen. Never has a player been cold. <laughs> Except for a player that takes so many shots. Yeah. Uh, and it was very disappointing. And then he became kind of like the player you could rely on going into towards the end of the game because he had good free throw shooting. And at least in his mind, he was clutch. And I appreciated that. And then it went from that to him not being able to average as usually even nine to 10 points that he was averaging before he went out. So that's a huge loss. And it, I feel bad for the kid because, you know, he's got one, one year left uh, next year. And that's very disappointing. And then add to that the last couple of games and change that we miss Kari. Which at that point, I'm not too surprised that we're where we are. If we're Tennessee, that's we why. we weren't deep at all before. Yeah, and losing two guys who are valuable to your team. I mean, even if you don't think over in that great year, he's still probably one of our better defenders for most of the year, one on one because of his athleticism, and he's also one of the few guys on the team who can create his own shot anytime he wants. It might not go in, but at least he can get the shot off. Mm-hmm. Other than him. The only other person who can even do that remotely is Kirk Lee. Um, no one else really can create their own shot. I mean, Mohique is not creating his own shot for the most part. Yeah. So you you lose that element in his game, and he did hit a he did hit some big shots over the course of the year for us. Um, so losing him and and Kari, who's our by far our best three point shooter, um, really limits us. Is he out? He's not out for the year, is he? As far as I know, he's not out for the um, year, but. Um, I don't know what the latest is, honestly. So we needed him to pull a Rick Apodaca. See, twenty. For you guys don't good, know uh, who Rick Apodaca is, this Did guy played know? for Hofstra. He came back for the tournament. And Hofstra was last seed, I remember, and they won two games. They won the play-in game, mm-hmm. and they beat George Mason, who was a two seed. And Rick Apodac had like 30 points. That's what Kari's going to do. He's going to come back for the tournament. Ooh, Kari. We're going to beat JMU, and we're going to beat College of Charleston. Oh, my God. This is a bold. That's some bold, bold predictions. I like it. I like it, though. Kari's going to come. If Kari's going to come back to pull Rick Apodaca. I'll be ecstatic if we win one game. (laughs) Honestly, I – Go I think we can to, win two. Yeah. I think I don't think Go I don't understand to. how we're last. I really don't. Get I think it. we can win one. I would be elated if we won two. If Kari comes back, yeah, we'll have oh, a shot. Oh, oh, if he sorry, doesn't come I back, qualified that we're not going to win. If Kari comes back, I think we can easily win one. We should be able to win one because right now, at least, our matchup isn't that bad. Being the ten seed, it's actually. I I, I would I'd rather be the ten seed. Always than the eighth or ninth, you know. I agree. We stay away from Wilmington. Yeah, it, it's a better matchup, so I can't complain. Uh, I sent you guys a link on Slack. I don't know if you guys uh, can see it, but if you open it up, you'll. I just kind of kind of trailed the 
last for uh, the freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year of our big men, at least the ones we were talking about in the last uh, podcast, uh, to see kind of how they compared to one another based on the game score. And there's no there's there's no big surprise as far as the number one and number two uh, in their best years. It was interesting to see that Robert ba- Battle had almost like a slightly better. Yeah, it's hard for it's hard on the phone to see it uh, because uh, it doesn't fully show all four years. But but Battle on his uh, saw a junior year actually had slightly better year than his senior year. Not that much better, but Battle junior and senior year had the best seasons we've seen uh, at Drexel. Eligar was second. I mean, Battle Battle would have easily Battle was defensive player of the year. It was probably the second best player mm-hmm. um, from a player of the year standpoint behind mm-hmm. Brett Blizzard those years. So yep. that's no doubt to me. And I, just from a personal standpoint, Eligar is my number two too. But go ahead, you can continue with your. No, I was, I was going to say it was interesting because junior year rankings it was like Battle, Eligar, Sammy, Brooks, Brooks, then Rodney, and Chaz from what for juniors. Their own of their junior. Oh, juniors. Okay, junior. Yeah. Senior years, it was Battle still, Eligar, Rodney. <laughs> then goes to Chaz before even Sammy, and then Brooks. Yeah, and Brooks, of course, we all know had a dip in his senior year because Eligar had a dip in his senior year. Yeah, Eligar had a dip in his senior year, but. Not from an overall game standpoint, from a scoring no, standpoint, scoring absolutely. Standpoint. But from an overall game standpoint, he lost Chaz, which ended up him probably getting more boards. That kind yeah. of elevated his game a little bit from an overall game score standpoint, which was interesting. We but, also lost uh, Mejia, and yeah, yeah, there was a. But it, 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 the unfortunate thing is, I was trying to get battle stats for his freshman and sophomore year. Very day. It's hard to get. There's virtually stats. nothing though. Anyway. There's virtually nothing available. Well, either way, he did virtually did nothing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway but it's even, incredible how a player can show up. He didn't even play in his, in his junior year and just tear tear it up. He had. Well, that was basically how our, how it worked for a bit. There was like battle, yeah. mm-hmm. and Brooks came in next, and Brooks mm-hmm. did nothing in his freshman and sophomore year. No, you're right. And then <laughs> junior Brooks senior. almost did less in his sophomore year than he did in his freshman year based on the. He was hurt. He was hurt senior. Year. Yeah. Yeah, but he still wasn't like like we didn't. I remember when it happened, it was like, okay, battle's going, now what? And then Brooks started tearing up, and it was yeah. like... But he didn't have that little handoff torch thing where yeah. somebody would do nothing, and the next year they'd be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it was... Because we had, remember, Brooks and Chaz played together, too. Yeah, and Eligar, so, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it was an interesting handoff. But, uh, you know, out of all of them in their freshman year... Do you guys want to guess who the best player? So, Sammy Gibbons or Rodney Williams? Rodney's the best as a freshman. Sammy was better than Rodney. What was his stats as a freshman? Uh, I don't know the overall stats. Sammy. He was averaging from a game score standpoint. So, overall, the stats they get into consideration. Sammy was. uh, Rodney was second, though. Rodney was second. and uh, you know it was Sammy Ryan. Sammy averaged like Sean five points. And, yeah, it wasn't much. It was. Ryan it's almost like at that point you're like kind of mucking it up as far as yeah. how many points are, or what the game score is here. Yeah, but Rodney, uh, actually, Rodney's progression from his sophomore to junior was kind of 
not that much. And we kind of saw that the mm-hmm. last couple of years. So we remember that pretty well. But his senior year, he's, he's been a beast. And that's the reason he's been double and triple team in the last couple of games. But uh, from an overall standpoint, senior year, or as we said last year, which we were trying to rank him by best year ever that they had, I think from an overall statistical standpoint, uh, you, you'd have to give it to Rodney. Wait, wait, say again? Senior to senior? Are you talking from, about best year? Not from, be- best not year? from a senior standpoint. From best overall, year to best year? Best year that you had as a dragon. Mm-hmm. You're giving it to Rodney. No, over no. Sammy. No, no, over Sammy, definitely. But, like, it's Battle, Frank, and Rodney. And Sammy, in his best year, was still... From an overall statistical standpoint, not as good as Rodney. I don't buy that. <laughs> well, you cannot buy it. That's fine. Statistically, though, facts. No, I I, I think those two are very close. They're very different players. We had the best defensive team in Drexel history. Yeah, yeah, but you, you 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 gotta you gotta stick with comparing a player to their Who's, accomplishment as opposed to their team's hold accomplishment. Hold on a second. Who's the three best guards you've seen in Drexel I don't history? understand. Who's the three best guards you've seen in Drexel history? Just answer the question. Kirkley, Iceman, and Overton, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, according to, yeah, yeah. exactly. Who's Kirkley, Iceman, who's, Sammy Mojica. In your own opinion, who's the three who's best the, guards you've seen in Drexel? Uh, Bosch is up there. No, no, the three best. You think Bosch is, is number Franz, one? Damien, and probably Fouch. Phil Goss is up there. Number Leon, three. Leon just named them. You can stop. All right. How did how did that team do when Sammy was not on the team the next year? Who was not? Who was who? What was there? Franz was on the team. It okay. was one of them was hurt. Who was hurt? Who was hurt? No, we Fouch hurt himself. Year, we had the exact <laughs> same team. We had the exact same Minus team without Fouch. Sammy, and Minus then Fouch, Fouch got hurt, and we lost. But George Mason wasn't in the conference. VCU was in the conference. And we were terrible. Yeah. Was a huge play that team should have done a lot more. I'm not disagreeing. Where do wins and losses affect a player's They're ranking good, but they don't mean everything. Trent Dilfer is not a better is not a better quarterback than Dan Marino. Are you are you comparing Trent Dilfer to Sammy Gibbons? Is that what you're comparing? No. Sammy Gibbons is oh, the best my, rebounder we've ever seen at Drexel. No, that we, I've ever seen. Well, that we've seen, yes. Well, he grows the better seen. rebounder. An, I, I'm, I'm, never, I, I'm not going to agree with that. You're never going to convince me. That Ronnie Williams is a better Drexel player than Sammy Gibbons. Okay. Never. You will never convince me of that. Okay, we'll just stick with the facts. And we we're last in the conference. <laughs> the fact? I understand that. Dude, I'm not denying for a second that Sammy played and was a bigger contributor to a team that was better than the one Rodney's on currently. Not denying that for a second. That being said, from an overall single contributor, contributing standpoint, Rodney in his senior year is contributing more than Sammy did in any of his four years. Did you take the percentage of points scored? Not total points per game, but percentage of points. We score a lot more points now. We play a different offense. Do you take that into consideration? They're very close, I think. Okay, no, they're not close at all. It's not even close. (laughs) You're wrong. No, no, we said we had a bet at the beginning of the year. Rodney Williams is going to be first team on CAA. You said for twenty dollars, review the tape. All right, he's the best forward in the league. All right, we'll see what happens. He's the best forward or center in the league right now. Who's better than him? Name a player. Kakar. Go ahead. Okay, Murphy. I believe it's Brown's Kakar. 
Neither one of those guys has better stats than, than Rodney Williams. You're just naming names. You don't even know the stats. I've I've studied stats a lot. I don't care about stats. I, I care know. about wins. I know. I know. I Donald Trump doesn't care about facts. About... This is where we're at right no, now. no, 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 no. Wins are facts. You win or you lose. Wins are facts. I care about wins. More okay. so, what do you care about? Do you care about stats or do you care about wins? About 20 minutes ago, Bill said he doesn't care if we win any more games the rest of the season. What? I care about wins. I mean, wins is the <laughs> wins is, <laughs> wins is, What? Uh, I said the season doesn't Roll matter. Roll the tape back. What's that? Roll the tape back. Uh, Roll the tape it's back. It's like an instant replay over here. No, I mean, I, I don't think it matters if we win any more games in the season. I honestly don't. I mean, this, this team is not going to the NCAA tournament. If they did, it would be a complete fluke of nature that we somehow make the tournament at this point. Uh, but the point of this is wins and losses are not the only stat, especially when it's a team sport. If you're a golfer, okay, it's one-on-one. If you're like a fucking wrestler of some sort, sure. But this is not a one-on-one sport. It's There's multiple players. And Sammy Gibbons had three of the best guards in Drexel history on his team. And Sammy Gibbons is a very fucking good player. And he might be better than Rodney by a little bit, but it's close. It's not close. It's not close. It is close. Not. It is close. (laughs) Rodney's a better. Rodney's a better scorer, which is not even debatable. In in the best years, he's a better scorer. He's not as good of a rebounder, and it's not even close. Sammy's much better at that, but he's a better defender. And this year, he hasn't been called to defend as much because they're trying to keep him out of foul trouble. But Sammy was not a great defender. He was a great rebounder, but he was not a great defender. He was too short, and he got. When there was taller players on them, they would score over them. And I just that's what happened. They're both very, very good, and we're splitting hairs here, and you're making it seem like it's not even close. It's very close. I would maybe even take Sammy over Rodney because he was a better rebounder, and, you know, we did have better wing He wasn't teams, just a better rebound. He was a way better rebound. Okay, well, so Rodney's if, a much better take, scorer. If you take into consideration just defense, and we're including defensive rebounds in this one, even even if you if you don't consider rebounds to be defense, then the best player on the best year ever at, as a dragon would be just pure defense. Would be Chaz Crawford, mm-hmm. and he's very uh, battles right there. Robert Bell. Right is a boxer or just talking big man? This is I'm, I was just talking big man. Okay. I got to put the rest of the stats yeah, in so yeah. we have all the players. But Chaz is the best. Robert Battles very close second. Number three is Givens. Based on re- with rebound. Yeah, this is, this is yeah. including. Okay. Yeah, all right. I'll buy that. He's, he's the rebounds. He's the second best rebounder in the history of Drexel, probably. Yeah, so number three is Givens. Number four is Eligar. Number five is Rodney. I didn't think Eligar was a better defensive player based on. He wasn't a great rebound. He wasn't a great defender either. No, but. He's decent. I guess he. Had I don't, to I don't remember time. Sammy having a bigger problem with double teams as Rodney does. Think well, about why that is. Double team. He's the only player on the team. Are you kidding? Well, me? You just got done telling me Kirk Lee is the best freshman in in the league. Yeah, but you're talking about Kirk Lee versus Junior Franz Masnat versus Damian Lee versus a Fouch. You think Carries is good as Fouch? Yeah. Are you telling yeah. me Carries is good as Damian Lee? Most of the time. Fouch missed a bunch of years. You know, there was times that we're talking Fouch wasn't about, there. Dude, you're talking about two. You're talking about the best year we've had with three so, of the best guards we've ever had. And you think Fouch doesn't even start? 
He didn't even start. Even a Derek better Thomas argument. Was in there. Even a better argument. That team was ridiculous. Derek Thomas was there. That team was ridiculous. Why did the team suck after Sammy left? The next year, we were terrible. We also lost Faust. We lost. No, we lost. Okay, he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you lose a player. Yeah, you lose two players. You're down Sammy and Faust. And I, I didn't think we would hurt as much as we lost it. Sammy was a huge we aspect lost of that team. A huge amount of games. And there are two teams, the top two teams in the conference. Left but you conference. don't think you don't think Sammy would receive as many received less double teams than Rodney did. Based Sammy on was the double teamed around. every single game. I remember Shaka Smart saying his number one thing was to double team Sammy. And okay. every in both the two games we played them in the 2012 okay. season, double team Sammy got a double team Sammy. He, he has averages. every move he can do. He can go left and right. He can do anything. And then we went to the NIT, and he just dominated the first game. How many points does a Sammy average a game? I averaged like 14 points a game and a team How many that. Average, right? I just got done. I don't even. Sammy? Yeah. It's a different offense. It's a different offense. It's a completely different offense. You're talking about one of the best teams Drexel's ever had versus a team with freshman talent and a guy who's being double and triple teamed all the fucking time. All the time. You're discounting how good Roddy is. Now, I'm not saying he's. 100% better than Sammy, but that is close. And you're ignoring everything else just based on the fact that, that team won more because we had three of the best guards in Drexel program history. And it's not really close. I mean, those guys are all ridiculously good. I mean, maybe Kirk Lee will end up being in that in that realm, but no one else in this team is at this point. So you're basically saying Sam Mujica, Miles Overton, they're not very good. They're not as good as Chris Fouch, Damian Lee, and Franz. You know Messi. what? I'm going to put the numbers together for the guards <laughs> next week so we can actually take yeah. a look at that. Compare- It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. It's not going to be honestly, I honestly, that's what Bill's argument is. Bill's basic argument is the guards are so much better they dude, are. than dude. the guards now. Let's they think, are. That's his argument. But let's think about that for a second. You're, you're talking Including about. Kirkley. Including Kirkley. They yes. are. They're I a ton say, better. Are you saying, like, I'm just thinking about the guards, like, Franz, Damian. And Pouch were by far the three best guards that I've ever seen play at Drexel. And we, I can say some players that we've had at Drexel, like Bosch, have been defensively better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some players like Kirk have been better in their freshman year. But from an overall career standpoint, I think those three guards are by far the best. It's like, not even the me, I, 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 it's not, I can't even. So why were we so bad the year after because we lost Because we lost Sammy. one of those three. Um, we had players. all of those other great players. We had Franz. We had Damien. We had, Medi- we had Damien. That's two. We had the rest of the team. We had McCoy. We had Ruffin. Daryl's a good role player. Darryl's we lost Fouch. He got biggest, hurt. No. And then the next year we had Fouch. And, we lost and then Damien. we still sucked. We lost Damien. Yeah, we, we lost. No, we didn't just lose a couple games. We sucked. We yeah. went from the top of the league to the bottom of the league. I'm not denying for a second that. Losing Are you telling me nothing had to do with Sam? No, it's, no, 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 no one's saying that. Why, why is it all or nothing? <laughs> no Sammy, loss of Sammy Givens was a huge. If we didn't have Rodney, if we're, so we're last in the conference right now. If we don't have Rodney, might not win any games. How many games point. do we not win? <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, man, we're still in last of the conference. Argument. It's a good argument. I agree with you. 
Yeah, but is our is your argument? There's a clear delta. Okay, how about this? How about this? If we I had, don't see a so delta, okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. If we had, uh, if we had Fouch, Damien Lee, and Franz, how many more games do we win this year? And we don't have Rodney? Or we do oh, have we Rodney? keep Rodney. Rodney's on the team. How many more games do we win? We win a lot more games. Oh, okay. Your argument is no. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like <laughs> It's almost like the sum of the parts when it came comes to that team was significantly impactful. But I get your point for the whole that if you take Rodney Sammy's out. Sammy's a bigger impact than Rodney. Dead. I'm. I'm never gonna. You're never gonna convince me. I don't care what stats you tell me. Yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna be convinced I of that. Feel, this is like. It is like talking to a Trump supporter. It's like I don't care what the facts are. I'm no, 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 no. I'm. I'm supporting. I have facts. I've got a lot of facts. Sammy, <laughs> from a percentage of the team's points, had more points. I already went over this in the last podcast. You're taking one stat out of everything and just being like, "This is it." Points, rebounds. He was better. You just looked at all the stats. And you're like, "That's the one." Yeah. Rodney averages more points. He averages more blocks. <laughs> he doesn't rebound as well. I, I, get your, I, I, I get your point in the sense that Rodney having a shittier season this year or an amazing season this year from an overall doesn't team matter. performance standpoint makes no difference. I completely get that. Yeah, I hear that and that is, <laughs> that is I, as much a testament to our team this year that, that it is. Uh, it's more a testament to that. Than it is to actual Rodney's individual performance is what I'd say, but with uh, <laughs> we're splitting hairs here. I mean, this is like I know, I know, but is, the fact is that we're it, not splitting hairs. We are splitting hairs. You're the only one saying that it's that's completely off, and that these two are not even comparable. If Rodney was on that team, he would have been a beast too. Would you were. agree with that, though? No. <laughs> you think <laughs> if Rodney? Was, I think if Rodney was on the same McGivens team, we're not as good. Oh man. We're not really, that. yeah, really. With the Franz, Franz, Damian, and Fouch, they we're not as good. Played that many games. Sammy was the key guy in that team. Franz, I Fouch Sammy said it. I Fouch too, said it in a in an interview a couple times. He was yeah, the key but guy. Walker in that said team. Fouch was the best player he played with. Didn't really pan out for us. That's okay. <laughs> he also none of them played with Rodney. Maybe they'd be saying the same thing about Rodney. I'm sure if we talk to these guys. The key in the team is Rodney. Your argument on Fouch, though, the year that we did win all those games, if you remember the games that we lost early on in the year, that was when Fouch wasn't playing and we did have yeah, Sammy. Fouch was a huge player. I mean, Sammy, I, I honestly didn't think when we I were, love Sammy Gibbons. He's I didn't one of my think favorite we, Drexel players. Yeah, me too. We're just like, we're saying they're three and four. If, if I, tomorrow, <laughs> if you wanted me to go out and there was like two jerseys available that I could buy from a store, and the options were Sammy Gibbons or Rodney Williams. I'd buy Sammy Gibbons. Yeah, I'm, I'd probably agree. <laughs> Without a doubt. That's not what I'm arguing I'd here. probably agree. I'm not arguing that at all. My point isn't that who would I, who who would I for my career, uh, as a fan of Drexel over the last too many years, who would I, like who do I think made a more impact? Without a doubt, Sammy Gibbons. He had, a, yeah. he had an incredible, he's the second best rebounder and he was on some of the one of the best teams I've ever seen play at Drexel. Absolutely. But from an individual performance standpoint, I, I can't argue just the actual facts. Uh, did, the, did the individual contribution uh, contribution make an impact to overall team performance? Unfortunately, in Rodney's case, no. Because we're still last. I'm just saying that's close, and I think you're off it. It's not close. That's my only point. I just don't get how... The team's record has no it value. It does. We've said this many times. It does, but it's not everything. 
You could be a shitty player on a good team and not be that. I mean, like. So, uh, so let me just. How much does it matter for you? The fact that we're last in the conference this year, the fact that we were basically last in the conference last year, how much, in your opinion... Last year, Rodney was not that good. He didn't have the great of a year. He, I felt like he had a disappointing year. And I would have I would have not... If Rodney had the same year he did last year, I'd have been like, he's not That's even close. T- Trayvon Allen took more shots. No. Tavon, we had no. Terrell Allen. We had no. Tavon Allen. They took more shots. No. Statistically, he was not very good. That's how it is. He just he was a mediocre player last year. He was all league. He was honorable mention this year. He was mediocre. This year he took a huge jump. He's been probably the best big man in the conference. I don't think it's that arguable, but I mean, if you put Kaycock because he's got like an extremely high field goal percentage and he rebounds well, maybe you can put him higher than him. But we're last in the conference. Okay, I mean, you can keep talking about all you want. Last. Who's better? Marino has zero Super Bowls. Trent Dilfer has one. Who's a better quarterback? Pick one to lead your team. Dilfer. <laughs> Dilfer. <laughs> You've now proven yourself to be an idiot. I will Got one on Super Bowl. I will move it. on from that. There we go. And my point has been proven. All right. So with that, we have two games left in this season. Um, it's a JMU. Um, <laughs> JMU at uh, at home on Thursday, I believe. Right? It's yeah. J- yeah, JMU at home, and we have a game uh, at College of Charleston. Uh, predictions, uh, Nick. Why don't you go first? Hmm. Let's see. Two scrimmage games doesn't mean anything to a record, unfortunately. Maybe 10th also, Rodney is terrible, so I would just pick losses. I think we win and we lose. <laughs> All right. I think we win because Mohica has a big game. Interesting. Oh, interesting twist. Billy Bob. I'll go. I, I, I think we lose both, but I'll, I'll take JMU. Wait, wait, wait. Rodney's going to lead us JMU, a victory? I'll take JMU just for I, I want us to win. <laughs> JMU, I don't think we'll beat Charleston. All right. I'm going to take two losses. What about you, Marshall? I'm going 0-2, and, and then we win the whole tournament. Whoa! <laughs> Wait, you hold your horses on that uh, tournament prediction there, buddy. This is a... Uh... Uh, we got two games still left. Uh, but, okay. with uh, So, all right, I got that. So, suit update? Do we have a suit update? I think we'll suit update this week. The suit update is that Marshall and Nick are planning on wearing suits in Charlton at some point. Oh, we are going to show Spiker up so hard, Charleston, right, Marshall? I'm going to wear. I'm going three piece. I'm going three piece. What three about piece? you, Nick? All right, I'm going to do the blue suit, royal blue, gold tie, pocket square. <laughs> Bill's got his eyes out ready. I got eyes out ready. It's fine. You're gonna wear this to the game? Uh, I think we're doing the dinner on Saturday. Well, night. You can't. Wait, wait. How are you gonna show up, Spiker, if you don't wear it to the game? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what my point was gonna be. You can't just show up just by going to a random dinner. You have to go to the game and display it to Spiker in his uh, uh-huh. in all its glory. Well, I'm not gonna show up, Spiker. Then. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Dragon's Cast. 
You can follow us on Twitter where our handle is underscore dragonscast. And you can find us on Instagram also where our handle is simply dragonscast. Zip it up, zip it out.